Ryan is interested in helping others express powerful ideas through compelling stories to help others benefit and thrive in their lives. Through creative thinking, he enjoys using architecture, illustrations, and graphic design. He graduated in 2019 from NUS with a Bachelor's of Arts in Architecture with honors. He has done a variety of internships, most uh, recently as a designer at his university's career office. Now he dedicates his time on content creation from home and curriculum development for social, social enterprises. Ryan, so glad that you could join me on this podcast and very happy to have you on the show. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Yeah, so yes, like Andrew has said, uh, I graduated from architecture last year. Um, my interests also span illustrations and graphic design. And uh, I was recently working at the NUS Career Center where students to uh, develop their career plans for the future. Uh, I also did some graphic design and marketing there. Mm-hmm. And now I'm working on uh, curriculum development because uh, you know COVID and then now we have to take all our curriculum online. Yeah, so I'm venturing to that field as well. So what sort, of, what sort of skills are you currently working on developing while you're working from home? Current skills, more digital marketing, because nowadays all of us are restricted by the four walls of a screen. So uh, I call it the real estate, your video real estate. Uh, the same applies for online media. You just have a screen by which to convey your information. So it is critical that you really know how to market your products in a very efficient uh, and effective way. Yeah. So for example, uh, maybe through a very compelling image or a very catchy tagline, something that arrests your attention. Yeah. Since nowadays, everything moves so quickly, our attention spans are also dropping. Uh, it is vital to learn how to cater to these kind of changes. Yeah. Tell, tell us more a bit more about this uh, content creation that you're doing. Um, you, I, I saw on your LinkedIn, you, you, you made some creative guides about um, your NUS journey and you're also doing it for social enterprises. Tell us a bit more about what goes into those content. Mm. Well, I could start with the, the root of why I'm doing all this. So after I graduated, I realized that um, being online most of the time, it is important to have a personal brand. So I did spend some time uh, curating uh, a guide or a playbook about myself. So people, when they engage with me online, they would know what I'm about, uh, how I can add value to their fields. Uh, and then this will also help in the creation of uh, opportunities for collaboration and uh, development. Yeah, so uh, LinkedIn was one of the ways that I did it. And also uh, with the graphic design skills that I learned from my time at the Career Center as a marketing uh, executive, um, I also learned how to curate all the achievements and experiences that I've been through uh, into one cohesive document. Yeah, I also took the uh, effort to kind of change up my backdrop. So when people uh, interact with me or they actually see all this, they kind of know what I do. Like for example, uh, over here, you can see my social media handles. And then on my right, you can see that um, I am uh, a proponent of creative thinking. And of course, all my books at the back also showcase like 
uh, what I'm interested in. So it all adds to this personal branding image. Yeah. Even mm. down to the color coding of my uh, dressing. <laughs> it also uh, helps uh, to give a, a consistent uh, marketing style. Mm. Yeah. So how, how, where, where did you get this mindset that you need to get into digital marketing? Um, I understand that you worked before in um, the NUS career office where they talk a lot about personal branding. They talk a lot about building up your um, image and your social media profile. Did, did you get that mindset from there or how did you build it up over time? Uh, it actually happened during my student days when I attended this uh, Roots and Wings module. Mm organized by uh, the NUS Center for Futurity Graduates. So that was when I started to focus more on the soft skills that are needed to thrive in the career. Yeah, because technical skills, um, yes, they are important. But the thing is that in the VUCA world, technical skills can render one obsolete. So uh, what I found more important was uh, the ability to develop such soft skills and so that you'll be able to pivot efficiently to any other job that you do in the future. Yeah. So I made that a point of uh, development during my university days. Um, and I sought to develop them further by volunteering for opportunities. So such as taking part in uh, competitions, dialogues. So this experience really helped me to hone these skills. And yeah, I'll say that it has really allowed me to push push the boundaries of my comfort zone yeah so mm -hmm. the end goal that i envision for myself is whenever i'm thrown in a situation like just abruptly i'm able to adapt quickly and uh make it into the, the best possible uh, give the best possible result yeah i just want to comment on your background like you have this bookshelf um and and it shows that you you read a lot and you also have this um cardboard and you have a a uh, illustration of of yourself <laughs> and and your creative thinking so i think wow it looks like your your entire brand and it speaks a lot about about you um from 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 the way i perceive it it, it seems like you you read a lot and you're you're really serious about it like you even have this jacket all around me <laughs> on you what what's what's this uh pin that you have over there Oh, this thing was from a workshop that I attended. Yeah, so it's organized by Asian Works. It focuses on personal effectiveness, like how to challenge your limiting beliefs, how to make the best out of every situation you're in. Yeah, so I just keep this on my jacket as a reminder, as a daily reminder that uh, I shouldn't be held back by uh, limiting beliefs and just, you know, just be ambitious, go forth, try new things, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, I think... Uh, it is especially important to not be afraid of failure or not be daunted by failure. Yeah. Once you can eliminate that limiting belief, you can really achieve so much more than you can expect. Mm. Yeah. T tell us a bit more about well, one of the limiting beliefs that you overcame. Well, was there a limiting belief that you had in the past um, mm. and how, how did you overcome it? One limiting belief would the fact that I thought I wasn't good enough in anything that I did. Yeah, so uh, I would just have this fear uh, that um, people would go against me after I presented something because they can say, oh, I know more than you. you know, why should I be listening to you? Or 
I can do this better than you. Why should I engage uh, you to help me? Yeah, so actually these were just fears in my mind. And I realized that uh, I shouldn't limit myself to these beliefs because it would prevent me from expressing myself uh, in the way I want to or in the best possible way that uh, I, I've always been hoping for. So by looking past these beliefs, um, I was just able to show up, uh, show up as who I really am, pursue the projects that I really want to do and to not be affected by the comments or the uh, the trolls, yeah. Because uh, ultimately I believe that you must focus on those people that matter because there will be people who are in need of help. They may be looking for directions and by not showing up, I'm actually uh, kind of in a way depriving them also from the possible growth that they could get from my experience. I mean, who knows? I mean, just sharing something from my, my experience it could just maybe give them that step forward or it could help them I think the same applies for all of us so if we could eliminate those inner fears and just show up as what we want to be I think the world would be a better place mm. yeah so you um, you did architecture and <clears throat> I think uh, not many people um, have done it so right now you're all, all about creative thinking, which is uh, pinned on, on your, uh, behind your shoulder. So well, what's this creative thinking process that you have? And help, help me to um, uh, break, break it down mm. for me because, you know, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm an economist. I, I studied math and science and all that kind of stuff. But there isn't much. Uh, we, we didn't really go into the creative thought of, of things. So tell us a bit more about what goes through your mind. Um, how, how would you define creative thinking? Mm, okay. Well, creative thinking is actually a very huge uh, umbrella term. Yeah. And in the context of architecture, um, it would be kind of imagining um, how people will live their lives spatially. And of course, in the future as well. So how I like to approach creative thinking is through the process of world building. Yeah. Have you heard of world building before, Andrew? No, I haven't. This, this is the first time I, I saw it when I found a chance upon your LinkedIn profile. World building. <laughs> what, what, what is world building? And, and, and it seems very important yeah. to you. Mm. Uh, world building can be kind of complex, but I'm trying to break this down into a very uh, simple and engaging manner because I feel that everyone can benefit from this, no matter uh, which profession you're from. Mm. Yeah. So by simple definition, world building is uh, imaginating and creating fictional universes. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure in popular culture, people will be familiar with uh, Lord of the Rings, mm. Star Wars, uh, even Game of Thrones uh, is one of the recent examples. Mm. So the beauty of all these franchises is that they enthrall us with narratives we can relate to while also getting us to reflect and innovate about what life is like, what it can be, what kind of new designs we can create. Yeah, it's kind of embodying the creativity of the human spirit. Yeah, and chances there are out there, um, I'm sure there are people in, in the youth, you know, in the younger days, they have written their own stories, uh, drawn their own comics, uh, come up with their own role play. Yeah, so actually, all this is actually part of the world building process. And uh, sadly, these, have, these pursuits have been forgotten or buried uh, when life comes in, you know, because like, you have to go to school, you have mm -hmm. to uh, get a job, uh, your responsibilities come in. So 
a lot of that space for imagination and reflection is kind of uh, buried uh, under all the this past space life that we lead in the city nowadays. Yeah. But what struck me was that those that those dreams that continue to persist uh, go on to transcend the boundaries of fiction and end up impacting the real world, uh, spreading happiness. So, for example, you can think of Disney World. Yeah, so Walt Disney's dream of, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse, no, it all came out through concepts. It went onto paper. And then now it has become a realistic business business model, tourism. Uh, you have Star Wars Galaxy's Age in Walt Disney World as well. So, um, they like to experiment with different kinds of like science fiction designs and turn it into some uh, experience that people can draw happiness from. I think the kids love love places like this. Mm. Mm. You can also say the same for Lord of the Rings, Hobbiton in New Zealand. So they took the movie set and converted it into a tourist site. Yeah, and it's very therapeutic. I've been there before. It, it's amazing. Mm. You, you mentioned that um, uh, like when, when we grow up, uh, we have these fantasy um, stories in our mind. We, we, we start to imagine things um, primarily, or I think it's because we watch things on TV. Uh, that drives the creative thinking process. And then mm. after we stop watching Pokemon or we'll start watching Cartoon Network and start tuning into reality TV, uh, Bloomberg TV, um, for me, I, I think I start to fantasize less and you know look at things in the real world. But, but how did you continue your... Um, world building thoughts uh, even from uh, when since when we were since you were a kid have you been continuing it all the time or 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 did you disconnect and uh, come into the real world and then go back to the world building again well for me world building was a form of escapism yeah so whenever i was stressed out or uh, not feeling too well i would kind of escape into this uh, imaginative world of my own. Yeah. So uh, I saw it as a sense of uh, an avenue for therapy uh, and to just feel that sense of happiness uh, that I've held since I was a kid. Yeah. Because um, to be honest, the real world, uh, the realities can hit pretty hard. Yeah. And uh, I like to make sure that I'm always in a positive frame of mind so that I don't make uh, the wrong decisions or premature decisions. Yeah, so wheel building was kind of like a coping mechanism. Yeah, I also leveraged on it as a design consciousness that allowed me to stretch my imagination, explore the wildest ideas I have, and then develop them into detailed and holistic ideas. Yeah, so this especially helped me when I was uh, doing architecture in school. So if I needed ideas, I would draw onto this resource bank that I've uh, accumulated over the years. Designs inspired from TV shows I've watched, movies I've seen, uh, just drawings that I've doodled when I was born in class. Yeah. So I see all this coming together as a, a kind of a cumulative and integrative uh, resource bank. Yeah. Even all these books behind me, they also give me uh, inspiration that I use to continue developing my craft. Mm-hmm. So right now, are you using world building to create a career out of it? Like, what are you thinking of? Um, uh, mm-hmm. Tell us a bit more about what, how you're using world building to create your career. Mm. So right now, I teach architecture to kids, 
Uh, and the challenge about teaching children is that you got to make it fun and engaging so that you can bring out the best in them. So I feel that um, apart from teaching the architectural basics, some of the technical stuff and the concepts, it also helps to invoke a sense of imagination. And I feel world building ties in well into this process. Yeah, so you can get them to think about uh, what movies have they watched. For example, uh, some children that I've taught before, they've seen uh, Hideo Miyazaki's movies, yeah, like Spirited Away, House Moving Castle. So mm. within these movies, they're very vivid and animated designs of like walking, walking cities or flying machines. And you really just, just unleash your, your imagination. Even the kids came to me and said they use Minecraft, which is a... It's a game where you can use blocks to build cities, to build anything that you want. Yeah. And their eyes just light up when they mention uh, this game, Minecraft. Yeah. And I've played before also, so I can understand. I empathize with them how powerful this tool can be to develop uh, creativity. Yeah. So, um, overall, you can think of world building as a design consciousness. It allows you to... Uh, pair it with, with storytelling mm. for maximum effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you basically you just convey powerful ideas through compelling stories. Yeah. And with that, who knows, you can just inspire the next uh, step of uh, humanity's progress. Mm. Wow, that, that sounds interesting. So you're using world building um, in your teaching to, to teach kids about art, architecture and and um, invoke imagery in their minds to help them to understand um, the concepts of architecture because it's very abstract. Um, how, how would you encourage them um, to continue having that creative thinking process? Well, okay, you think about it, actually all the fiction that we consume in our world is all inspired one way or another by reality. Yeah, so... Um, I would say it would be great if the children or actually adults also, they can just keep a journal of the, what inspires them daily. Yeah. So, uh, for example, uh, I brought up an example. This is my comic book series that I drew in the past when I was in primary school. Yeah. So, I, I still keep a, keep a portfolio of all these things. So, whenever I, I need ideas or I just want to see how I've developed over the years, I can just refer to this resource. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I think I, I drew a comic book myself or so, but I don't know where it is right now. I think it's thrown away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think I also had a lot of uh, other works that I threw away, sadly. And uh, I hope that uh, if there's one thing I want to impart to the younger kids of this generation would be to not throw away their works when they did in the past. Because it really documents how they have transformed uh, over the course of their education. It can, it can be a very uh, helpful tool uh, for uh, design thinking, even for nostalgic purposes as well. Yeah. Mm. So, in short, keep a, keep a portfolio of what you've done. Yeah. Mm. I think that will really help. Yeah. So, besides um, keeping a portfolio, how would you encourage people to, to develop their creativity, no matter where they are in their lives, or find back you know, that sense that they had when they were young? Hmm. I'll say don't be afraid to dream. Yeah, just don't be afraid to dream and imagine. Like you may not need to uh, say to other people or to convince other people. Yeah, I mean, of course it'd be great if you could. But if not, 
uh, there's no harm writing it down, consolidating it in a manifesto or something. So even after you're long gone from this world, that manifesto could perhaps be used to inspire something of the future. In fact, in architecture, we, we did uh, go through manifestos like that. You know, people were just like ancient architects or lay people. They just write down their thoughts, consolidate a book. And across history, we uncover them and then realize, oh, this is rather interesting. What if we try it out in reality? Yeah. So one example would be uh, some architects in the centuries back, you know, they, they actually predicted the rise of uh, high-rise apartment living. Yeah. So they imagined utopias, you know, how people will be living in, no longer living in single-story houses, but tall rising apartments that reach into the sky. Yeah. At that time, it was a dream. Right now, it's actually reality. Yeah. Even dreams like, uh, what if humans could fly like birds? What if they could go to the moon? What if they could go to Mars? Which is, you know, a hot topic now. Mm. Yeah. And all these questions, you can see that they have been realized. And some of them are perhaps being realized at this very moment. Yeah. So that's how all these dreams born of world building can actually... Uh, take humanity to greater heights. Lah. That's my belief. And I hope to uh, impart this process to the people I meet. Yeah, one way is through my Instagram account. So uh, I'm trying to break down the process into neat infographics. So I just post them up online and um, perhaps people over time, they, they see the process. They might be inspired to do some creative thinking of their own. Perhaps even rekindle the fire that they might have lost uh, years ago. Mm, because ultimately, uh, you want to be happy in life. Like you want to uh, develop your potential to the best it can be. Yeah, and creative thinking is one way that you can realize this. Yeah, no matter what field you're in. So, perhaps uh, for those watching, you're thinking of a business perspective. You can perhaps imagine how you want that stage presentation to play out. How you want your customer to experience your product. Uh, how you want life to be like on the moon or Mars in the future. So all this will require you to dive deep, uh, imagine and come up with something. It can be as simple as writing. You know, if you prefer writing, you can write it out. If you prefer sketching, you can draw it out. Uh, if you want to use materials to make a model or use Minecraft to, to build up something you can visualize, yeah, go ahead. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, just... I'm just hoping that everyone can maintain that creative streak. Mm. And Andrew, creative thinking is actually a hot 21st century skill. Okay, let, let's say we, we have all these creative creative thoughts already. We, we start to imagine and build the worlds, the imaginative world um, in, in, in around us. Then what's the next step then to turn that into mm. reality? Because often, you know, we are thinking really... Really, uh, outside of the world and and mm. and I understand that in the creative process you you don't want to restrain any thoughts you just want to you know make it very free flowing as and as as imaginative as possible then what what's the next step then you know to 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 turn that into something realistic that we can really build um in, in our own lives mm. well, the next step can be through participatory design. Yeah, so it's something that architects are increasingly uh, involving in the design process. So no longer top-down approach. You don't uh, sit in the high tower and then design for the people on the ground. You actually go and talk to them, find out what they want. 
Yeah. So let's say if everyone has done their own world building already, you invite all of them to the table. They take a look at all their ideas, connect the dots, see which is uh, most realistic, fits within the budget, uh, which can be the most socially empowering. Uh, so all these are just some examples. And then, yeah, you, you can take ideas from different people, merge them together and come up with something that really empowers the community. Yeah. So in that sense, everyone has a sense of ownership. And when one has a sense of ownership for the environment they live in, there's less likely to be like crime or you know, wars because people won't want to destroy what they've so painstakingly built up. Yeah. And it also adds another layer to the culture of the place. Yeah, so I can see a lot of uh, very empowering prospects that could arise from this kind of collaboration. Yeah. So, so what advice would you give to millennials um, and in using world building to think about and plan their careers? Mm. Well, um, I would like to uh, bring in the example from this documentary I watched two days ago. Yeah. So it on CNA, it's called The Big Questions, The Future of Work. Yeah, so uh, what they mentioned was that creative thinking is a very important skill and you have to be able to connect the dots like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, so Sherlock Holmes, uh, a famous uh, fictional detective. Yeah, he has this uh, ability for being very shrewd and being able to synthesize information from different lenses. Yeah, so I feel that millennials out there, if you are able to harness this skill, you'll be able to resolve a lot of conflicts because you can see you know, the perspective from different people from different fields. You're better able to reconcile. You're better able to uh, come to a solution and be very surgical in your intervention. Yeah. And uh, of course, it might sound difficult, but uh, just don't lose that, that passion for that. Be a, be a curious explorer. Yeah, lifelong learning nowadays is, is very a uh, trending topic. Yeah, and if you're constantly passionate and curious about the world around you, then it's much easier when you work together as teams, when you want to uh, innovate to tackle a certain problem. World building gives you that holistic um, thinking, yeah, and that consciousness. Mm. Mm-hmm. And of course, you will appreciate the world much better because when you world build, you need a reference, and that reference is reality itself. Mm-hmm. And, and what resources would you recommend people to, to look at um, you know, to, un- to better understand the creative thinking process? Mm. Well, um, YouTube would be a great resource. Just type in world building and there are a lot of channels out there that provide very uh, in-depth analytical uh, content on uh, franchises of world building. So Star Wars, Lord of the Rings. I'm sure there are a lot of channels out there that look in depth into how these worlds have been constructed, how they reflect the attitudes of the creators and how they uh, give an idea of how society can be better. Yeah. And, and where can people find your, your, your resources um, that you create about world building? Um, you mentioned just now yeah, you have in, that, um, <laughs> that you have started an Instagram that you're trying yeah, to break down yeah. the steps and, and of uh, creative thinking. Mm. So, uh, you can follow me at adventure 93 yeah, on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Uh, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn as well, yeah, because I'm, I'm there pretty often. You can just strike up a conversation with me. You can see how it fits into your field of work as well. Mm. Wow, very nice. So, Ryan, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, 
impressed that you're basically are dedicating your time to to show people how they can use creative thinking in in their lives um you're practicing it yourself as well while you're teaching kids on uh, about architecture and you're also doing it for social enterprises right um what, what exactly is the kind of impact that you want to make around you the impact um I would like to see societies where citizens are more uh, holistic in their thinking, more civic-minded, yeah, and generally just happier and more helpful, yeah. Because I I I did remember reading through the happiness index of cities around the world, and I'm just wondering how cities at the top have it so so good, like that people are very happy, mm. and I think this is something that. Uh, humanity should not lose sight of yeah just the ability to just be happy in what they're doing yeah and not to be weighed down by the burdens of the world i think that's the most powerful mindset that one can have yeah because it all starts from your thoughts you know the moment you are negative everything is seen in a negative light yeah so rather than waste energy thinking that way why not do the opposite see anything in a positive like see the silver lining see how you can make this better yeah so not not so much of a no but mindset but a yes and mindset yeah and i i, I feel that this can really apply to all kinds of uh, thinking thought process mm, so architecture design thinking futures planning all this can uh, i feel can really empower these fields of thought yeah. yeah, and you can be a thought leader in your own right as well. Because when you will build, you are building according to uh, your experiences, your rules. Yeah, so everyone has a unique perspective that they can really share with the world. And by sharing it, they can, who knows, along the way, impact someone else, and yeah, just create societies that people can uh, be proud of, be proud of, and happy to be in. Mm-hmm. Wow, Ryan! Thanks so much for you know sharing your your creative thinking process and you know walking me through what it it means um, to you and how we can uh, reignite or or rekindle that creative thoughts uh, that we used to have as as uh, kids and and how it's so important even today uh, because it can lead to happiness. Thanks, uh, Ryan, so much for joining me, and yeah, uh, pleasure speaking to you. Hey, same to you, Andrew. Yeah, well said. Yeah, what you mentioned just now, and uh, yeah, hope to uh, be in touch with you. Feel free to get back to me if you need more insights, uh, more sharings. Happy to, happy to help. Awesome, great. Thanks uh, for joining me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Careers of Millennials podcast. Check out my other episodes on my channel. And if you'd like to see more episodes on other careers, please let me know in the comments below. And I look forward to bring you more careers of millennials.